Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Oh, hey, before we start the show, I got to tell you about the Allegedly podcast with my lawyers, Bo Bowen and Ryan Schmidt. They got pop culture. They got legal news. They got behind the scenes antics and a whole lot of laughs. One of the best podcasts I've ever heard. Allegedly with Bo and Ryan at thebowenlawgroup.com. Link in the description and everywhere you get your podcasts, of course. And now let the cartoons begin. The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska. Bob. Mm. Bob, I have to get back to work. The Bob Seska Show. From our nation's capital, it is Thursday, June 1, 2023, and this is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi. Day 862 of the Biden-Harris administration, 523 days until the 24th presidential election. Instagram, the Bob Seska. Twitter, Bob Seska underscore go. Spoutable, Bob Seska. If you want to find the Trek Politics podcast, trekpolitics.com, at Trek Politics on both Insta and Twitter. And of course, our Patreon page is bobseskashow.com. And sitting right over there is the goth ninjas. It is Jody Hamilton with her shitty, shitty back. <laughs> back is out. Sells it from the uh, From the Bunker podcast. Where can you find that? Patreon.com slash From the Bunker. That's where you can find it. Also, the Stephanie Miller program. Stephanie Miller Show. StephanieMiller.com. Also, David Ferguson sitting right over there. Music project is Astral Summer. AstralSummer.bandcamp.com. Download his new singles, plural, now. It's both the regular version and the remix version. You can get I've it. I've got to master the remix. It's not up yet. It will be up soon. What are you waiting for? I've decided I have to teach. I'm trying to teach myself how to do mastering because I'm I, poor Lonnie has got to be like so tired of me like sending him emails and be like, hi, I know you're probably <laughs> super busy doing cool shit and driving your cool cars. David's in your shrubs outside your window, Jody, just going. Hello? Yeah. No, we yeah. see him on the we see him on our cameras. No, we see him. We see him on the cameras every night. Met some nice coyotes, so. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and some nice, a raccoon. You you and the raccoon seem to get along really well. Oh, and by the way, happy birthday, David T. Rex Ferguson. Yay! Happy Yay. Hey, look. Happy, happy, happy Thank you very much. Birthday. Yeah, that's as close as I get to singing yeah. on the show. Sorry. <laughs> I, I it's would. actually been a really good one this year. Yeah, great. Oh, go ahead. Oh no, go ahead. What, what'd you do? What'd yeah, you do I mean, for usually birthday? like usually. Well, I mean, it's been like a rolling pagan feast. We had like the first party <laughs> like Sunday before last, oh, and it's God. just been like a parade of cakes and wishes and flowers and presents. It's been lovely. You nearly made me spit my coffee out with the pagan ritual. 
I just, I was oh. mid-sip, and it nearly, for the first time, nearly came right out my nose. So thank you for that. Happy birthday. You're <laughs> Happy very birthday. welcome. Yeah. Yeah, so, it was like normally I bury my head in the sand, and I'm like, everybody go away. I don't want to acknowledge this. Or, and like I, I sneaked up on myself like six months ago. I went to my boss and best friend and was like, I want a party, and I want a pony, and I want a goddamn Oompa Loompa. We can do one out of three. And I was like, okay, cool. We'll name the pony Mavis. Yeah, That's so specific. So did you get the Oompa Loompa? Is there an Oompa Loompa living in your house? Oompa Loompas are unionized now, and it's not okay to call it. You don't own Oompa Loompas anymore. Yeah, Like strippers at the strip joint I used to hang out at are unionized now. So Does your Oompa Loompa sing songs? All, all day to the point of being super annoying. No, <laughs> okay, that's me. All right, I do that all the time. And then Ben, with his Puerto Rican accent, says, "You get nothing. You lose. <laughs> Good day, sir." He's had enough of those goddamn Oompa Loompas. I, I'm so glad that you had a nice birthday. You deserve all of the love, all of the accolades, all of the celebration. So, uh, once again, uh-huh. congratulations for making it this far. We get to this yeah. age, and that's, all, that's what it's all about. We were just talking about Jody's back injury uh, before the show, and I've reached that point where I don't have to be doing anything for my back to go out. Oh, yeah. It'll I just ju- have to stand. <laughs> It'll brush just your happen. Teeth. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, the last time mine went out, I was reaching around to zip my bag. Oh, I'm not God. surprised. Yeah. Yeah. What'll happen with me is it used to be that I would sneeze and my upper back would go out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like now it doesn't even uh, take that. that means that. you're stressed. <laughs> Probably. Your, your upper back is too tight from anxiety. That's exactly yeah, what's going on. Yeah, yeah. Well, not anymore. It, do, it doesn't happen that way anymore. Now it's just I'll be sitting here at my desk and suddenly I'll go, ow, ow. That's not fun. <laughs> <laughs> Something, Something's gone Listen. wrong in there. <laughs> Just keep repeating this to yourself over and over. It's better to be aging than rotting. Yes, absolutely 100% true. (laughs) I've been dead briefly, and I have a basis of comparison, and I got to say, alive is better. When you were dead, you didn't have any near-death experiences or anything like that? George Michael and I had a long talk. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, girl, you've really got to go back. (laughs) That's hilarious. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, it was just, uh, uh, yeah, it was not, there wasn't a lot to it. It was just like blackness came flooding in. And the next thing I know, I was sitting or trying to sit up while the, you know, everyone's like, we've got him back. And they all like cheered and applauded like it was the winning goal of a basketball game. (laughs) Yeah. I remember you telling (laughs) us that. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. This is one of the only podcasts that features a person who's been dead. At least once. That's true. <laughs> yes. That is true. We have Just a call f- me Lazarus. We have a formerly dead person on the show. Hey, that's something to celebrate, huh? That you're no longer dead. Yeah. That's good. No, yeah. I'm no seriously. I mean, that's what I think about when I start to get weird about getting older. I'm like, the alternative yeah. was not hot. It was not a good look. <laughs> right. Was, you know. Yeah. And you can say that with authority now because you've been yes. there. <laughs> right. All right, well, a couple of bits of programming notes here before we uh, jump into all the news, and we've got some huge news today. But before we dive into that, just a couple things. First of all, I want to mention that, and there was a big New York Times piece about it. You can go to New York Times and, and read all about it. Mary Trump, our friend Mary Trump, is collaborating on a romance novel with, awesome. e, with E. Jean Carroll and Jen Taub. 
Wow. Yeah, that's exciting. I yeah. love that Mary is such an unapologetic nerd. She's like, I like romance novels. I like Star Trek. I like, yeah. Yeah. Well, you have to read the New York Times article because there's a few things in there that made me like Mary Trump even more. And the first thing was... E. Jean Carroll really had to coax Mary into <laughs> writing writing the sex scenes. Like, really had to <laughs> kind of strong arm her into writing the sex scenes for the novel. And then at the end, Mary Trump talks about how she doesn't have a brand. Well, what brand, she says? I'm the same. We're simpatico when it comes to that. My brand is that I have like a dozen different brands. And so this novel is going to be published on Substack. It's called The Italian Lesson. And uh, mm. it's about a romance that uh, happens in Tuscany. And graduation's uh, almost here, my dear. <laughs> yeah. Teach me tonight. Anyway, <laughs> so this is uh, this is exciting. And uh, so you want to subscribe to Mary's Substack. I, I think they've got a, maybe a separate Substack for this. Uh, I think all the details are in the New York Times piece. The other big announcement that we have is, uh, as I've been talking about on the show for some time now, Mary and I are doing a brand new podcast called Trek Politics, which is so much. It's going to be so much fun. We've been doing. Uh, I'm so disappointed for- that you didn't call it No Intelligent Life here. But, I mean, <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah. That, Trek you know politics what? is right on. And it's awesome that you guys are doing it. I'm super jealous. I'm mm-hmm. kind of wishing I was a little more of a Trek nerd right now. Well, we have to incorporate no intelligent life here into, like, maybe the slogan or something like that. Because that's that's actually really good. <laughs> Beam us up. There's no intelligent life yeah, here. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're, doing, we're conducting our first interview next week. We're going to record the first show. Because we're going to do sort of a discussion between me and Mary as the first half and then the second second half is going to be an interview. The first interview is with Terry Metalis, the executive producer, nice. showrunner of The Great Picard Season 3, which I love Whee! and everyone loves. Hashtag Star Trek Legacy for more. And then um, we have Jerry Ryan, Captain Seven of Nine yeah! from Star Woo! Trek Picard and Voyager and... Uh- Oh my awesome. God, that's so exciting. So we're going to be interviewing her. And so I, I'm thinking... So Bob, how do you feel about the J.J. Abrams movies? Are those apostasies or are you in with that? You know what? I, I kind of like those movies. I, I actually, them. I do. I thought they were so wonderfully paced and hilarious. <laughs> yeah. And I thought that... Uh, is his name James Montgomery? Who played Bones? I thought he was brilliant. Oh, he's fantastic. Oh, he's wonderful. Bones. Right. We're talking about uh, Carl Urban. Uh, Nerd. So yes, I know, I know, I know. So we have a trailer. I'm going to play the official trailer, which just dropped on all of the podcast players, or at least all the ones we could submit to in a very short period of time. We're up on Apple Podcasts now, Stitcher, Google, Amazon, all of the major platforms, plus trekpolitics.com is the official website address. That'll take you to the trailer as well. So here we go. Here's the uh, trailer number one for Trek Politics with me and Mary Trump. Incoming transmission. Politics. Not good at politics. Surely there are others who are better suited. Trek Politics with Mary L. Trump and Bob Seska. Previously. I love getting to the end of a Star Trek episode. Doesn't matter which series. The ones that make you feel really good with Mm -hmm. the conclusion. The denouement comes along and suddenly we're like, oh my God, I want to rewind and and pump that into my veins one more time. We should start a show that's just about this kind of stuff. If you're going to do a show about Star Trek, Mary... 
I'm so there. I'll I'll change my schedule no, if it. I need to. Let's, yeah. Let's let's talk offline as the cool kids say. Yeah, 100%. Well, you got it. I think we've got something going here. <laughs> and it's worry. an excuse to watch more Star Trek. Come on. Win-win. Exactly. It's Trek Politics with Mary L. Trump and me, Bob Seska. Discussions about the socio-political and cultural themes and allegories from the Star Trek universe, along with interviews with Star Trek actors, crew, and famous fans. Coming June 2023 to your favorite podcast player. And don't forget to subscribe for free and tell your friends at Trek Politics on Twitter, at Trek Politics on Instagram. Hey, that's hot. Hot damn. <laughs> that was from... Uh, when you started talking in the promo, I, th- I totally thought you were talking to us. I was like, wow, he's talking right over... It's like, Bob, <laughs> sh- you're, you're talking over your own damn pro... Oh, wait a minute. Yeah. No, no, no. That was actually a clip from the March 22nd edition of the interview, interview show. show with Mary. That's when we came up with the initial idea to do episode. the thing. Or I should say, Mary yeah. came up with the initial idea to do a podcast. And then she says in, the, uh, in that clip that we should meet separately off the show and planet yeah yeah yeah, exactly like (laughs) like the cool kids say and that's what we did we met up after we recorded that episode and and laid all this out and talked about it and said yeah this is going to be a real thing and that's when the ball got rolling so to speak and we heard it bob i mean she was like we should do that and you were like we should do that i will do anything i will kill my co-host i I will sacrifice an animal (laughs) what do you want to do mary i mean come on it's like (laughs) that's exactly right could you tell i was enthusiastic about the just a, just a smidge. Abulient, I think, is a good word to describe my attitude when go. she brought... You know what? When Mary Trump says, hey, do you want to do a podcast with me? Uh-huh. There's only one correct answer, and that is, oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> of course. So there it is. Uh, I think we're looking at June 12 for the first episode to drop. That nice. is subject to change, okay? Because this is... We're producing this in a kind of a, a different way than we produce this show, where this show is much more timely. We record and we post right. same day. But on the other hand, with Trek Politics, we don't necessarily need to record according to some sort of news cycle. So it's a little bit more loosey-goosey, but ultimately we'd like to but get watch, into a weekly, to the laws weekly schedule. The universe, it's going to end up syncing up with whatever's going on. You know that, right? Do you remember in college when <laughs> all three of your professors would be talking about the same thing at once suddenly? <laughs> yeah. like, and you're like, wow, this is a message from the universe. So there it is, uh, the Trek Politics trailer. All right. So I guess we should uh, invoke our John Oliver, we got him impressions we now. Got him. Oh, I we love that him. we've gotten this far into the show without having to mention him at all. <laughs> without know? mentioning John Oliver? No, without mentioning <laughs> Oh, it's funny. I was asking Ben, was watching that Rudy Giuliani documentary. I was like, what do you think of Rudy, Ben? He's like, cracker. And I was like, what do you think of Donald Trump? He's like, cheesy cracker. <laughs> oh, my God. So, so Rudy and Donald are cracker and cheesy cracker. Yeah. Because okay. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's orange. I, you know what? I wonder if I make that the title of the show, whether Apple Podcasts will censor it. What do you think? Do you think they'll take down Cracker or, like, put asterisks into the word Cracker? (laughs) Your cheese done slipped off your Cracker, darling. (laughs) I would love to use a Ben quote to be the title of today's show. That would be great. It's just that word Cracker has got a big question mark next to it. Yeah, it is a band name, but I would would probably let that go for now. Yeah, okay, yeah. Because I would use it. Asterix or something. I mean, I don't mind offending white people, especially white people who would otherwise be considered crackers. 
Um, I posted a new video about Pride Month on TikTok this week, and it got taken down by That's TikTok. Ridiculous. Why? Because they said it was sexually explicit. No. What? Why did they say it was sexually explicit? Because I included not only a clip of Michael Knowles playing a twink in a college film, but that I also included a clip of Donald Trump doing that two-fisted, jerking-off, two-invisible-men dance that he does. Right. And I described it as Trump pleasuring two invisible men. Those were the words oh, that came yeah. out well, of my mouth. Oh, yeah, well, that's going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess, so TikTok's censors are like the townspeople from Footloose. Right. Is, is that where we are now with society? Because I know also with YouTube. Well, it's with algorithms, I mean, you got to bear in mind, they're not smart. So yeah. it just sees pleasuring two men, and it, like that's just like all right, out. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. it's like everybody out of the pool. You know. <laughs> well, I uh, I of course appealed that ruling, and they decided to put it back up. But by that point, oh, they throttled the reach. You you put something up, and mm. it's taken down, yeah. and they put it back up. Then no one's gonna see that goddamn thing. Plus, I say the word shit, and when I say, <gasps> oh Bob, do you have to work so blue? I know. But like I said, this is now the climate among social media platforms where you can't say swear words I, now. Fuck social media. You know, <laughs> I, I have not missed Twitter at all. Not yeah. even for, I did briefly, like I read a book and I wanted to just tell the author, good job. And I wanted to thought maybe he's on Twitter. And I was like, you know what? I'll just send an email to the publisher. And I did. And I'm fine. It didn't hurt at all. You know, it's like. What was the word that Apple Podcasts censored in the title of one of our shows? Was it scrotum? I think they replaced a bunch of letters in the word scrotum with asterisks. It's also funny to me that the title of one of our shows had the word scrotum in it and that it got censored. That just by itself is funny to me. The same way, you know what? Ultimately, looking back, the thing with TikTok is kind of funny too, <laughs> because it involved of Donald it Trump is. doing that dance, doing that stupid thing that everyone, everyone sees it. But I don't think anyone's mentioned it to Trump himself, because if they had, he wouldn't do it anymore. If someone like Junior said, "Hey, Dad, you know what that kind of looks like," <laughs> and, yeah. and describing it, Trump would completely stop doing it. Like right then and there, he would never do it again. So anyway, we got him. We got him on this uh, this tape. Lordy, there are tapes. Everyone's saying mm-hmm. that now. Uh, <laughs> oh, CNN reported this. This mm. has to do with the uh, Jack Smith investigation into the Mar-a-Lago documents. And it says here, according to CNN, this is the gigantic breaking news story yesterday. Federal prosecutors have obtained an audio recording of a summer 2021 meeting in which former President Donald Trump acknowledges he held on to a classified Pentagon document about a potential attack on Iran. Multiple yep. <laughs> sources told CNN, undercutting his argument, that he declassified everything. The recording indicates Trump understood he had retained classified material after <laughs> leaving the White House, according to multiple sources familiar with the investigation. On the recording, Trump's comments suggested he would like to share the information, but he's aware of limitations on his ability post-presidency to declassify records, two of the sources said. Can we get a bell? <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Like, <laughs> intent, intent is established. State Bingo. of mind, yep. established. Yep. Crim- you know, like, I mean, all of it's right there. Like, he exactly. knew he can't plead ignorance. He knows that Mac- that you can't magically declassify shit with your mind. Right. I mean, all of it is right there on that recording. He's such a fucking dunce. I mean, yep. he cannot stop 
running his motherfucking mouth. I, I would I would love to play poker with him, you yeah. know, because no he shit. has all of the self-control of a four-year-old. I yep. mean, it's just unreal. Yeah. I mean, at the very base of all of this is another example of Republicans saying one thing publicly and something entirely different privately. We've seen that with Tucker Carlson and Fox News Channel. We've seen that with Donald Trump on many occasions. This tape reminds me of the Bob Woodward tape yeah. about regarding COVID. Remember that? Uh-huh. Where yep. he was mm-hmm. publicly saying, hey, nothing to worry about this COVID thing and not doing anything to resolve the problem. And then privately going, oh, shit, what is this? It's going to kill us all. And so this is another example of that. And that's just at the very base of what this will amount to. Are you troubled by severe verbal incontinence? (laughs) (laughs) Well, Andrew Weissman was on MSNBC yesterday with Nicole Wallace, and he was just leaning on the espionage button because this is an obvious violation of the Espionage Act, right, Jody? I mean, this has to do with oh, yeah. uh, revealing classified information and about something that was, continues to be, a very serious matter, plans to invade Iran. That's a big deal, yep. isn't it? It's a huge deal. And and the fact that, the thing is, is like, he's what you can hear the paper being waved around. <laughs> and so whether or not he's that actually- actually the prize from his box of Cracker Jack. Exactly. I mean, it's, it's irrelevant. Yeah, it's irrelevant whether the piece of paper had that information on it or not. Yeah. The fact that he spoke of that information is in itself- a violation of the Espionage Act. So the fact that he said it, whether or not that piece of paper had the truth in it or not, is irrelevant. He has violated that, and it's blatant, and no wonder Andrew went nuts yesterday. (laughs) So does this indicate that we've got him? But he's committed so many of these crimes right out in the open. Everything from that call to the, the, uh, you know, uh, Secretary of State of Georgia, Brad Raffensperger. I mean, all of this is why it's frustrating to me that it's taking so long. Because yeah. it feels to me like, I mean, he fucking, like, committed the crimes right there in front of God and everybody. Right. And and has admitted it, his culpability, again and again and again and again. Because, right. again, his his it's just his whole head needs a giant depends. Because he <laughs> cannot keep his mouth shut. It really? He just, he's got chronic logorrhea. Um, and it just keeps pouring out, and he just incriminates himself, and then contradicts himself, and then re-incriminates himself, and then it's, uh, it's, I've never seen anything like it. It's amazing. Trump always makes things worse for Trump. I just yep. want to throw that in there. Uh, prosecutors here, according to CNN, have asked witnesses about the recording and the document before a federal grand jury. The episode has generated enough interest for investigators to have questioned General Mark Milley, one of the highest-ranking mm-hmm. Trump-era national security officials about the incident. The July 2021 meeting... <laughs> Millie's going to be like, this yeah. was something we completely retconned. We made this up to entertain him, and this was never <laughs> intended seriously. He asked me for a report about an attack on Iran, and I handed it off to some Heritage Foundation intern, and they scribbled it down and typed it up, and I handed it back to him. So the document has, like, the Play School logo on it, right? right. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> the July 2021 meeting was held at Trump's golf course club in Bedminster, New Jersey, with two people working on the autobiography of Trump's former chief of staff, Mark Meadows, as well as aides employed by the former president, including communications specialist Margot Martin. 
The attendees, sources said, did not have security clearances that would allow them access to classified information. Meadows didn't attend the meeting, sources said. We've got actual other witnesses here. And one of the Uh things that makes this so amazing is that Trump will deny that this even happened. In fact, Kimberly brought up a good point last night. She said, what if Donald Trump says this is a deep fake? What if Donald Trump says that an AI thing did this? Then we will bring in people who understand and study voice patterns because your voice is really as distinctive as your fingerprint. Yeah, yeah. Well, And it could also tell like when things have been scrambled and taken out of syntax. Well, and and on top of that, uh, that's what he'll say publicly. I mean, it's possible that he'll say that publicly. Oh, it's fake. It's AI. But then he's going to have to get on the stand and deny or confirm that the tape is authentic, that the conversation actually took place. And if he denies it on the stand, that's perjury because clearly there are myriad witnesses to that statement that he made, to the fact, to the incident. I know he says fake news about everything, fake news, fake news, but I feel like anything that is any kind of electronic or photographic representation of him, he always claims it. Yeah. Like like the, the Access Hollywood tape. You know, he never denied that was him. Right. Never. Never even tried. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like this will be a similar thing. He'll just try to say it was taken out of context. I don't know how you take something like that out of context. <laughs> you know <sighs> what I mean? They've done it with everything else. Of course. You know? Of course. I mean, yeah. <laughs> they will try. And, you know, a certain percentage of the population will be like, yeah, taken out of context. Yes, master. You know? And, yeah. Uh, well, part of the thing is, it really doesn't matter what he says publicly. Uh, obviously, whatever he says on Troth Central, Troth, the Red Hats will all believe him and they'll go along with that. And so what we're looking at is the very real potential of indictments dropping any like second now. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if today we finish up the show and the indictments drop <laughs> after we're done recording. <laughs> Or I actually, just you imagine know what? I would... Jack Smith like swooping in with his like ju- judicial robes bat- billowing out behind him like a big bat wing, you know, <laughs> and like stepping onto the rooftop ever so lightly. Broad <laughs> indictments, you know, like yeah, I think. And then I this... know we've never done that. How come no one's ever made a Batman with a beard? Well, I think we've seen. We've bat- had like f- five o'clock shadows and stuff, but yeah, yeah. he's usually clean faced. The cow would be uncomfortable, I would think. I think we've seen... I just remember it was Michael comics. Keaton, right? Yeah. I'm getting the right actor's name because I always fuck this up. Yeah, it's Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton, the best Batman. Yeah. 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 He was like Mr. Mom. Goofy, like pop-eyed, like receding hairline. And then he put on the Batman mask and everyone saw his lips and jaw. And it was like, oh, Michael Keaton. <laughs> you know, like, you know it. Am I lying, Jody? Am I lying? Hey, I, I'm a fan of his for all sorts of reasons. <laughs> It, it really like it. I think it really changed how people thought about him. Yeah, yeah. Well, now that he's uh, returning to Batman in this new Flash that's movie, it. that's which coming I want to see only for Michael Keaton because I hate the fucking guy that played Flash. He should not. That Batgirl should have been made. Thank you very much. Weasel. Yeah. Creature. Yeah. Thing, in, yeah. In fact, this might be the first movie I see in an actual movie theater since oh, wow. 2019 and Rise of Skywalker. That's how long it's been since wow. I've been in an actual movie I think that was the theater. last time I was at a theater, too. Yeah. I, almost everyone I talk to say that. No, it, I mean, I did go see Licorice Pizza for a screening, but that was it. So anyway, so yeah, it'd be cool if uh, Jack Smith handed down the indictments while wearing a Batman mask. I mean, that would just that would make cool. my day. Uh, and, and you know what? I'm totally cool with him doing that right after the show is done. I don't care when the hell he does it. As long as he does it. <laughs> That's the right. main thing for me. 
So has anyone ever heard his speaking voice? I'm worried he's going to sound I like have. Ron DeSantis. I is have. It, he doesn't. I have. He, he doesn't have that nasal like. Yeah. No, no, no. He he okay, sounds good. fine. Um, uh, if you go to the first, second, or third episodes of Jack, um, the podcast that Allison Gill does with um, Andy McCabe. Oh yeah, yeah. They mm-hmm. they have his voice on there. I have a recording right here on my soundboard of uh, Jack Smith talking, and here we go. Hello, my baby. He's amazing. If you refuse me, honey, you lose me. Then you'll be left alone, oh baby. Telephone and tell me I'm your own. <laughs> Sorry. Those are really impressive dance moves for a man of his years. Uh, yeah. No, here's here's his actual voice. Ted Cruz, go fuck yourself. Wait, that's not yeah, him Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right. Yes. So game over for Donald Trump, I think. His legal, this is one of his lawyers saying this after this news dropped on CNN. Well, that's great. That's just f***ing great, man. Now what the f*** are we supposed to do? Game over, man. <laughs> game over. What the f*** are we going to do over. now? What are we going to do? <laughs> Game I love, over. I, I oh, made no. that clip back when we were censoring swear words on the show when we were bleeping uh, obscenities, and mm-hmm. I bleeped the first fuck, but I left the second fuck in. I, I <laughs> love revisiting these things and finding, oh, I screwed that one up. Damn it! All right, uh, we have more news from the Mar-a-Lago story. An employee at Mar-a-Lago was questioned by investigators about moving boxes of documents. Uh, we're going to talk about that here in just a second. Jody suddenly became Tyrolean. Yeah. Mm. Oh. Look at my cuckoo clock. Oh, it's very that. elegant. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Plus, uh, Ron DeSantis is a pissy pants a-hole. We've got a recording. No. Of being, yeah, being a little pissy pants. Governor Safe Space is having a meltdown? Oh. Yeah. Oh, he had a little he teeny... He his pudding cup today. <laughs> teeny tiny meltdown, uh, doing a, a thing where he was shaking hands and taking pictures, taking selfies with people, and an Associated Press reporter asked him a question that he didn't like. So we'll talk about that. Plus, oh, man, uh, can we get tiny, tiny Rob DeSantis? But you know what? He already has a teeny tiny voice. I don't know that picturing yeah. it up would make it That's why I want to hear it. I want to see if it goes into pure, like, Dolphins-only Mariah Carey whistle-tone <laughs> range. Like. Plus, uh, it is uh, Pride Month already. Wow, Happy it's here Pride. already. Yeah, Whee! yeah. So we're going to talk about why the hell the Republicans are suddenly noticing that we do this thing called Pride Month every year. And people go out and they celebrate Pride Month. And Republicans are like, huh? And, uh, oh my God, I good news. I can't believe neither one of you complimented me on my sparkly jockstrap. And <laughs> I think it's lovely. It looks amazing. You, you wear it well. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Custom yeah. fitted. Right. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but there it is. Uh, Okay, yeah. Lots more show still to come. But first, today's podcast is brought to you by The After Party on our Patreon page. Every Friday, Kimberly Johnson and I step out of the refrigerator and record a fourth Bob Seska Show podcast for the week. But this one's completely different from the usual Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday shows. The Friday After Party podcast is loaded with all the politics you want, while also including uncensored, completely obscene conversations about sex, drugs, movies, television, our personal lives, all the crap we can't get away with on the free show. So please help support this podcast by subscribing to our super secret Friday After Party for just $10 per month, plus for that price, you're also going to get two uh, Shadow Docket shows every week included in that level of support. Okay, that's bobseskashow.com. Or just click the all caps Patreon link beneath the logo at bobseska.com. And we thank you. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Bob Seska! Sammy Garrett. Mm. She's uh, dancing. one of the members of the Bump Assembly uh, with Freak Bass. And speaking of Freak Bass, this song not only was produced by Freak Bass, but features uh, Freak Bass. Uh, what instrument does bass. Freak Bass play? Oh, yes, it's the bass. <laughs> of course it is. We love Sammy Garrett here on the show, of course. Link in the description to support Sammy's new single. This is called The Fall. That's the name of the song. Uh, get it right now for your record collection. Link in the description under this episode at bobseska.com. Possibly under in the description uh, on your podcast player as well. Although some podcast players don't put the links in. And damn them to hell for not doing that. <laughs> but uh, so that's what, what you want to do is just go to bobseska.com. Find this episode dated 6123. Click on that link. It's right there at the top of the main page. And scroll on down, and you'll find uh, links for all of the independent music here we feature on the show. All right, moving along here on our big uh, Thursday podcast. Um, an employee at Mar-a-Lago was questioned by investigators about moving boxes of documents following a government request for surveillance footage. A Mar-a-Lago employee who was captured on video assisting a Trump aide in moving boxes on June 2, the day before classified material was collected in response to a subpoena, has been repeatedly questioned by investigators. Authorities also scrutinized the employee's involvement in a separate subpoena seeking security camera footage. He allegedly had a conversation with an IT worker regarding camera functionality and data retention. The employee claimed innocence, stating that the conversation was related to hiding information from authorities and that they were unaware of the investigation or subpoena at the time. These are a bunch of people who are not very bright and things got out of hand, to yep. use a Watergate-era uh, uh, phrase. 
What cracks me up is that they were like, I, they had actual, the feds are coming drills. Right. <laughs> they had dress yeah. rehearsals. Like, I mean, that doesn't demonstrate culpability and intent. Yeah, I, I mean, exactly. what, I mean, it's like, oh, we know we're not supposed to have this. Yeah. The feds are coming. We got to move it. And it just. Well, at the very least, we're looking at obstruction of justice charges. I think we can kind of rest assured knowing that Donald Trump's going to get nabbed on obstruction of justice. I think that is a definite in all of this. Whether the Espionage Act thing happens, I mean, Andrew Weissman was all in on Espionage Act. And I think if that happens, that is going to be ginormous. Yep. That is going to be such a huge deal. But I think his legal team are all trying to stab each other in the back right now because it's they're too lazy to throw themselves on their own swords. Yeah. <laughs> they just it's like because you hear, like, I mean, apparently our old friend, Mr. Potato Head, Boris Epstein, has driven off a lot of the you know, like Yeah. Remember when they gave him his own little PSAs on the the whatever the what's the network? Sinclair Broadcasting. Sinclair Broadcasting. Right, yeah. 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 And it was like, you know, Boris Epstein talking about the national treasury. You know? <laughs> yeah. With a, no with one likes mashed potatoes. I mean, <laughs> all of Donald Trump's real lawyers are like, we can't work with this guy, Boris Epstein. This guy's a lunatic. And I'm like, great. Keep taking advice from Boris Epstein, Donald Trump. It's done you so well so far. <laughs> Worked out so perfectly for you. Keep listening to that guy. I mean, that guy was sitting with him when he was arraigned in the uh, New York City thing with Alvin Bragg and the uh, hush money uh, falsification of records and all of that. So if Donald Trump is taking advice from this nincompoop, well, keep going, Donald. You're doing great. Please go. Yes. He's always making the wrong decisions, isn't he? By all means, Governor, please proceed. Please proceed. The president said, yeah. Please proceed. (laughs) Never, ever forget that. Right into your own trap. Yeah. So uh, waiting in the wings or waiting in the on-deck circle is Ron DeSantis. And uh, the news today about him is he was... Uh, at some you know restaurant or something like that, gathering with uh, supporters and taking selfies. And Steve Peoples from the Associated Press asked him, how come you're not taking questions from voters? And Ron DeSantis went batshit on the guy. Oh, He's I like, bet. are you blind? Are you blind? Let's play the audio here. This is not... Oh, good, we have it. Yeah, mm-hmm. this, it's not great audio. So pay attention closely. There's a lot of crowd noise going on, and DeSantis is way off mic. So. Why not take any questions from voters, Governor? Governor, how come you're not taking questions from voters? Not coming up to me, talking to me. What are you talking about? I'm not here working with people. Are you, are you blind? What? Are you blind? I'm not blind. Okay, so people are coming up to me, talking to me, whatever they want to talk to me about. Okay, that's it. You can't really hear him saying anything. I don't know. Could you guys hear that? He's, yeah, I heard yeah. him. He sounds like okay. a ferret with a sinus infection. I mean, yep. he's like, Exactly. That is what he's talking about. Are you blind? I said soy milk in this latte, not almond milk. You know, it's just. I need. I don't need a spoon. I have my fingers. Can't you? Can't you see? I'm an alpha male. God damn it! (laughs) Darn it! And then he stamps his little size four Stacey Adams loafer. Right. Yeah. Well, there's a thing going around, and this is just this is strictly a rumor. So take this with a gigantic grain of salt, but. People are suggesting that his rapid weight loss is because of some medication he's taking that's also making him uh, like this pissy pants, ornery son of a bitch. 
So that's, I think Trump's on a – they're both on some kind of Ozempic or something. Somebody actually was at my brother's birthday party on Tuesday. was turned into our birthday party. Oh, yeah. And I was like, wow, you look skinny. And she said something like, Balimbu. And I was like, is that like salsa dancing class or something? Mm-hmm. And she was like, no, it's a diabetes drug. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Weight. And also th- there's studies now that, that people that are on Ozempic and other drugs that are similar, that they're also quitting drinking. So they're going to start doing studies on that to make sh- to possibly mm. test well, people for other problems. Yeah, I mean, because people like like when I the when I took the drug, um, I think they call I don't know what they call it anymore, but Wellbutrin basically. Oh yeah. Um, to quit smoking, mm-hmm. um, it was a side effect from people that were depressed. They just quit smoking. So then they did studies <laughs> on that, and it's a different regimen. Um, and if you are depressed, you're probably not supposed to take it so I took it and it's seven weeks and I quit smoking but um so they're going to start doing ozempic tests to see if people quit drinking because it's the side effect that's happening for people that are on it they just stop wanting to drink so I think that could work with a lot of other addictions so I think that's fantastic yeah I love when so they will all be skinny but we'll stop enjoying anything in life <laughs> that is also true <laughs> but we'll look fantastic <laughs> right, right you get wrinkles you know you drop uh-huh. weight you, your lines pop up in your face it's like the French ladies say after 40 you got to choose between your face or your ass. Yeah, that's absolutely you know, true. If everyone gets super skinny, they're all going to be getting, you know, yeah, with yeah. crow's feet and like Muppet lines and, you know, so. What did you say? Mu- you remember that, Muppet folks? lines? What are, what are what Muppet lines? What do they call them? Marionette lines. Mar- oh, okay. Because <laughs> I said Muppet lines. That would be fun. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Uh, yeah, yeah. Until you actually look like a Muppet like me. And then it's <laughs> not quite so fun. Oh, we you know, were... I used to have, like, my hair was, like, bright, like, David Bowie in Berlin orange. And this girl was like, you look like Beaker. <laughs> oh, no. We were. Well, you're in good company then, David. Because and that ruined it. I was like, okay, well, fuck that. You know, well, first of all, you don't look like Beaker. But second of all, we were telling Kimberly's dad about Poker Face with Natasha Leone, And his right. first response was, oh, you mean the one who looks like a Muppet? And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Natasha Leone does look like a Muppet. She can. That is true. I could totally expect to see, like, her and Janice from yeah. the, the uh, Dr. Funk. And, what is it? Dr. Teeth and the. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Come on, guys. You got to know the name of the Muppet band. Uh, yeah. I, oh, uh, Animal. Dr. Like, Teeth and the Electric Mayhem. That's the name of the Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Oh, man. Between the three of us, we got one brain cell. Uh, (laughs) I know. And we just pass it around every week. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, seriously, I've gotten to that point where I think all the new information I take in pushes old information out. It does. So, yeah. Mm. It's just getting to that point where recall is uh, slowing down. It's because we're not not in our 30s anymore, sadly. Um, God damn it. I remember every single word of every single Huey Lewis and Phil Collins song. And I don't like those songs. <laughs> no <laughs> shit. They come on, and I'm like, "Do you believe in love?" And just like, "Oh God." When I saw that episode of Stranger Things, when they first started playing that Kate Bush song, I was like, "Oh my God, these kids have such great and sophisticated taste in music for that period of time." Because during that period of time, the most sophisticated music I was listening to was Huey Lewis and the News Sports. And so hey, that's a great record. Yeah, of course it's a good record. <laughs> But it's not nearly. Patrick Bateman, was, he knows. I was waiting for that Kate Bush record with like a catcher's mitt. Because <laughs> I like had been listening to her for a couple of years. I never had bought one of her albums new. Yeah. Because the one before that was called The Dreaming, and it's 
dense. Yeah. It's a lot. Oh, yeah, Dream, yeah. The dreaming is a lot. I mean, the girl at the record store was like, I like weird stuff, but that's just too weird for me. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I didn't start oh. loving Kate Bush until, like, I don't know, 87, 88, like late in really? the 80s, like long after Stranger Things was set. So I was really impressed really? with the taste in music by these kids in the I know, We show, were at right? the record store. My, fr- my boyfriend, Kevin, bought the, the white vinyl version it looked yeah. like it was like it was rippled it was rippled with a like cobalt blue and white it was beautiful yeah. let's talk about pride <laughs> month uh because here we are it's june 1st and i just blurted this out last night on john fugelsang's show and i don't know if i should have or shouldn't have but it was kind of how i was feeling in the moment and i'm so uh concerned that there's going to be some sort of violence that's going to erupt with all of these red hats and their constant freak out suddenly yeah. discovering there there's this thing called pride month every year and that it's been happening for 50 years i mean since stonewall and and suddenly now they're like what is this oh my god pride month i've never heard of this happening before and so yeah. what do you think David? suddenly it's real uh, what yeah. do i think yeah i think if anyone tries to get if anyone fucks around they're gonna find out Oh, because yeah. gay people, queer people, we are not soft targets, honey. Mm. No. We have been fighting every day, probably since we were, you know, in the sandbox against people who were bullies and cowards and prejudiced yeah. and just, you know, and, um, you know, I don't want there to be violence. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they don't start none, there won't be none. But, right. I, you know, it's... Like, uh, they, I think that, once again, I think, like, when they think about, like, they're going to go and beat people up and they're going to, like, you know, use violence to get their way, they're thinking that it's going to be a bunch of, like, you know, vegan librarians and cat ladies. Right. Yeah. Forgetting that the very, like, inner city gangsters they're so terrified of. (laughs) Right, right. Like, you know, and that, you know, a lot of queer people I know have learned to defend themselves. Yeah. So uh, ver- on every level, yeah. verbally, legally, physically, you know, spiritually, yeah. emotionally, like we don't come through y'all's world unscathed, period. So you I know, and I, if they're like all freaked out because they're having to see LGBTQ content in the world or, you know, one rack of gear at Target that's aimed at us. And I'm like, y'all don't fucking understand. Just for a split second, I know this is impossible for conservatives, but take that shoe off and put it on the other fucking foot. Yeah. And imagine how you would feel if every single billboard, every single pop song, every single movie and TV commercial and family insurance, you know, uh, ad for, you know, it's just all queer people yeah and everyone's treating you like you shouldn't be there mm-hmm. how would you feel when somebody finally put some straight people on a tv commercial yeah you would yeah. be like oh my god oxygen you right know? Mm-hmm. and but they're like i mean and this is the okay i'm on a roll now y'all so <laughs> i'm just listening let me loosen up my bra strap here <laughs> um <laughs> but uh like this is the thing about all this, you know, 11 people being responsible for 60% of the book bannings. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, we've got to stand up. And straight yep. people, it's time for y'all to come in off the sidelines mm-hmm. because we contribute to y'all's lives and make them yep. better. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's, they need to understand that they fucked with the wrong group now. Yes. Yeah. We're not all separate. We are all, I mean, this is one place where I think we can all come together and be like, no, sorry, we fought this war. 
And we will keep fighting. We are not complacent. No queer people and no queer people of color for sure in this country know that, that you know, that feel safe 100% of the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, like, we are vigilant. We are, you know, prepared. And I hope to God that nobody gets hurt. But don't be coming, like, thinking that you're going to, like, cancel us. Because y'all have been trying that shit for about 2,000 years now, and we've never been up for it. You know, we yeah. just keep, like, you might as well try to can't. I mean, it's like it's like kudzu in the South. We're an invasive mm. species, I guess. Like, we're not going anywhere. Yeah. Um, but the other thing is, like, raise your own fucking kids. Yeah. If you don't want your kids wearing pride gear, don't buy it for them. Exactly. Yeah. If Thank you don't want you. your kid to read a book, don't let them check it out from the library. But you don't get to raise everybody else's fucking Thank kids. Thank you. They will make those decisions with their own families. And it's just like, I don't understand why you think your way has to be imposed on everybody and you want there to be no choices. Yeah, yeah. It's like, you don't want to do those things, don't do them. Mm-hmm. But yeah. you don't have the right to stop everyone else from doing them. It's like, you don't like a Abortion, don't have, have one. one. Yeah. Don't you. like gay marriage, don't marry a gay person. It's real simple. And uh, just what? fuck the fuck off. And the, But the, see, they understand now that this is one of the last frontiers for them. Yep. Yeah. That they can, like, demonize queer people and say that we are coming after their ugly, germ-laden, smelly children. Um, that while they neglect their own families, because, like, Lauren Boebert and Marjorie Taylor Greene are both getting divorced. Mm-hmm. Yep. Lauren Boebert is about to be a grandmother at 37. Yep. Her 17-year-old kid is about to be a father. And that is, like, three lives that are going to be fucked yeah. mm-hmm. from now on. Mm-hmm. The boy, the girl he got pregnant, and whatever poor child gets dragged into this situation where they were neither wanted nor expected. Yep. Yep. And and meanwhile, her own, like, you know, household is falling apart. She's leaving her husband. And just, like, yep. you guys, like, this is the classic story. Like, mm-hmm. you keep trying to, like, take the moat out of my eye when you've got a fucking roof beam sticking in your own. Like, back off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but see, like I said, they figured out that this makes part of their base all squeaky and that <laughs> they can get money from it. Bingo. They can fundraise off of it. Bingo. And they, you know, that's because the whole right wing thing, folks, it's about power and mm. money. It's a giant Ponzi scheme, a giant like fight, knife fight to the death over mailing lists, you know? Yeah. Yep. Donor chains. Because they fucking, you, Trump is still raking in millions of dollars of donations from his fucking rubes, who I, I mean, like, surely some of them are bankrupt by now. These are not rich people, some of them, but. No, yeah. no. Yeah, in the past, they've given all their money to televangelists and traveling faith healers. And now the Republicans right. have picked up on that tactic. The tactics used by the aforementioned traveling faith healers and televangelists and use that Snake in politics. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. And, and you nailed it, David, because this is entirely about the cynical cash grab. I keep repeating that phrase because it's absolutely true. They have discovered that this will stir up and freak out all of the rubes, all of the red hats. And they know that this kind of messes with their concept of society and feeds into their grievances and so that's why suddenly now after 50 years of pride months that right. they've decided oh, oh oh my god look at this thing that's happening look what are the, the gays dare are, they yeah. be proud of themselves like who do they think they are they get a whole month rainbow clothing at target <gasps> oh god oh, no Fainting we don't like couch. water and light we hate water in the sun that's horrible because of rainbows. But listen, straight people that are listening to this, go to your local Pride March this year. 
Find yeah. out when it yeah. is. There will be one somewhere this month, even if it's small, mm-hmm. even if, it, especially if it's small, because those are the places that I think are going to be vulnerable. Yeah. Uh, yes. Although you have to weigh the like the right winger assholes lust for publicity. Like you know, if they go attack some like Pondwater County in Florida, nobody's going to be there with cameras. Yeah, right. yeah. You know, and they really like, uh, but like, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm going to be marching in my town. Good um, for you. I'm going to be wearing my big the heavy boots, <laughs> <laughs> clothes that are tucked in and hard to get hold of. And yeah. if I had long hair, it would be braided down as close to my head as I could get it, or under a hat, so nobody could get a fistful of me. Yeah. Like, because it's gonna if it if it gets ugly, I'm. How fight, you know? how mixed <laughs> is your part of Georgia as far as Republican Democrat div- uh, divisiveness? Is it uh, is it pretty? Re- I mean, are there Republicans nearby? <laughs> is there a population of red hats within the vicinity? Uh, well, yeah, of Yeah, I live in a college town that's the, you know basically yeah. they they think we're Gomorrah over here. You uh, know, of course, like, um, and all the surrounding counties have no fucking like hospitals or big grocery stores, or so mm. they all come here yeah. to get all their shit, and then they go back to their fucking Republican voting counties. Uh, I'm more concerned about a Coney County pride than I am about Clark County, my county, because yeah. I, you know. I think this year's pride. Last year, they only like they expected anywhere from four hundred to six hundred people, and they got three thousand. Wow! Oh, nice. Um, and I think this year it's going to be even bigger because it's just people are energized, they are alert to the threats, and we're horrified by what's happening in Florida. And we're yeah. all Good. turning out to be like, you're not going to fucking do that here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you know, and if you do, there will not be an intact shop window for the next you know five square miles. Oh my god! Uh, it's just you, you know we are. Americans, God damn it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, my fucking yeah. ancestors came here hundreds of years ago. Well, not, you know, my mid, my Irish ancestor got here in the mid 18th century and my Swedish ancestors got here in 1806. So, I mean, I'm fucking American. Generations born and bred. I'm part of this place. It's part of me. And you're not going to tell me that I am not worthy to have all the same rights and all the same privileges and all the same expectations of happiness as Every other American, mm-hmm. including Marjorie fucking Taylor Greene and Lauren Lozengehead Bobert, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> Lozengehead. She, she, her head is so weird. It's like that when they show you the difference between a convex and a concave lens in science class. You know, she's the convex lens, like it's like an oval with pointy ends. I don't know. I just, oh, so yeah, okay. So the lozenge, yeah, it's a fucking Sucret. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Um, Oh, God. Well, you know what? There's good news uh, from the White House because Joe Biden has said F you to the haters and bigots. Uh, He has proclaimed June as LGBTQ plus Pride Month and denounced oppression on the last day of May. (laughs) Let's not forget Uncle Joe's role in accidentally backing Obama into a corner on same Oh, yeah. That's that's kind of right, yeah. (laughs) Where he just kind of let slip. He's like, yeah, we support it. Why wouldn't we? And Obama's like, we weren't going to. Joe. Oh, God. Okay, yeah, well. (laughs) He does one of those double takes like on the Little Rascals. You know, it's like, oh, my God, what was that? In this proclamation, it says, During Pride Month, we honor a movement that has grown stronger, more vibrant, and more inclusive with every passing year. Pride is a celebration of generations of LGBTQI plus people who have fought bravely to live openly and authentically. And it is a reminder that we still have a generational or we still have generational work to do to ensure that everyone enjoys the full promise of equity, dignity, protection, and freedom. Thank you, Joe Biden. 
Yeah. yeah. Ballsy. Which, I mean, we did this already, folks. Yeah. I mean, like 18 seasons of Will and Grace later. I mean, this is the other thing, though. The fucking genies out of the bottle, Republicans. Your kids yeah. are already queer. They already know how to do their own foundation for drag. Like, straight boys are like, no, no, you got to put the orange on under. You know, right. like, I mean, it's... <laughs> Absolutely. People have watched... I mean, it's like we are... Like, while y'all were praying and, like, impregnating your first cousins, we were watching Drag Race and Will and & Grace, and it's too late. It's too late. <laughs> yeah. We are sunk into your culture. We're here. We're right. queer. We're used we're to here. it. Yeah, no yeah. shit. <laughs> exactly. Okay, well, on but, that note, we're going to take a, uh, a one last short break, and when we come back, uh, some debt ceiling news, and ha-ha, fuck you, Elon. Uh, the <laughs> valuation of Twitter just dropped, and we'll find I out know. how much money Elon it. has lost, like an <laughs> idiot, like the nincompoop that he is. Ha, Do you have, like, a fire-burning sound ha. so we can hear the sound of his millions, like, actually burning? <laughs> Uh, we have that sound. There's that. Yeah. I don't know if I have a fire burning sound, but we'll find something. Let's get right on that, folks. Okay. We'll be back in a minute, as, <laughs> as you were. Back with more show right after these words. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Bob Seska plays more music. track from Razor House. Nice. Yeah, a song called Floating Down the River. You know, I have their EP here. What is the name of this EP? Stand by. Your call is important to us. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Jody. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. The name of the uh, the EP is Scold's Bridal. That's the name of the EP. And this is track number three. You know what? This is a full-on album. <laughs> I said EP. Yeah, it it's not an EP. Getting my shit together here way late in the show. 
This is a full-on album, uh, and uh, this is track number three, Floating Down the River. Link in the description. Come on, man. Put it together. Sorry, I God just talked over you. Say it again. Smacking myself in the face like Captain Kirk. Okay, yeah. Uh, link in the description under this episode of bobseska.com. Also, bobseska.com slash music to submit your work to the show. Thank you for doing that. Okay, uh, moving along here on our big Thursday show. Um, the debt ceiling easily passed the House of Representatives last night. All of the screaming and pissy pants complaining from the Rodeo Clown Caucus didn't make much of a difference. Plenty of Democrats <laughs> voting for this. And uh, another gigantic... It's fun to watch yeah. them melt down. Oh, it is. The lies! I've been betrayed! Oh, and it's yeah. like, oh. Yeah. Bless well, they got pantsed by the old man in the White House, right? Yeah. This yeah. Guy, I thought he was. I thought he was feeble and couldn't yeah. do his job. Yet he's outplaying them all the time. Every single time, he knows everything. What has the fucker been doing for the last forty nine years? Exactly. He's been making deals in Congress. Thank yeah. You. Like yeah. he knows this game. He knows it. Like I mean, like the girl from uh, our woman from the Queen's Gambit. Like mm-hmm. he sits yeah. there and flips votes in his head when he's falling asleep at night. You know? Yeah. Like. Right, and I remember there was a uh, press gaggle outside. He was doing chopper talk, like Trump used to do. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. someone asked him why he's not spiking the football. Why aren't you celebrating? Why aren't you bragging about this great success? And he was like, what the fuck's wrong with you, man? Exactly. He didn't say fuck, but you know what I mean. He, he was like, what, what's wrong? With you? It hasn't passed yet. I'd be insane to do a celebration right. dance now. Before it's right. even passed, because doing a celebration dance will coax enough uh, Republicans to vote against yep. it so that it won't pass. So why are you doing this, man? <laughs> you know, right. I, just, I love when he gets that, you know, the president gets that look on his face like, mm-hmm. man, Come on, what, man, what's wrong with you? <laughs> why don't you know anything, you big nincompoops, you big dum-dums? And so uh, that was all great news. I was like, probably going to pass the Senate. If it hasn't already passed the Senate today, it will eventually pass the Senate and get signed into law by the president. Just so many great successes in this. Forestalls the next uh, debt ceiling thing mm-hmm. until 2025. That, that was the best part of this. And for everybody that's upset on the progressive side, none of this is permanent. Yeah, it can right. be overturned in 2025 if we give the man enough people in the House and 60 fucking seats in the Senate. Yeah. Actually, no, 62 seats in the fucking Senate. Yeah, well, the same people... I was people- just thinking about that reporter like running up to Biden, and it reminds me of when this friend of mine had a big party at his house when his parents were out of town. Mm-hmm. And they got back late Saturday night. The party was Friday. We managed to get it all cleaned up. And then it's church (laughs) Sunday morning. And this girl comes running up and was like, oh, my God, is it true that you had a massive party at your house on Friday night and your parents didn't find out? Uh Uh-oh. And his parents are right there. Oh, my God. (laughs) Everything was for nothing. It was like, ah, yeah. (laughs) Not smart. No. Oh, man, it was one of those, like, and it was somehow all of this happened to be, like, watching and listening right at that moment, and it was just, like, everyone froze. Well, this is one of those situations where the usual suspects, who aren't voting for Democrats these days anyway, are like, oh, God damn it! why did Joe Biden cave to these terrorists? Why did he agree to do all this stuff? <sighs> well, you know why he did? Because you didn't provide enough votes so that we Thank can keep you. the goddamn house. This is what happens when you vote for third party <laughs> exactly. candidates yeah. in general elections and in the midterm elections and all the rest of it. it. We don't get enough votes 
to get the Democrats in the House that we need to win these votes. So consequently, there are compromises that had to be made. And of course, I was right there with the 14th Amendment. I felt as though this is a great solution yeah. if worse comes no, to worse. Is, uh, yeah. yeah. And, uh, it would have been a last minute thing. It had to be a last minute thing. There's no way he should have done it in like January. No, no. Plus, I think what it did, the whole idea of it being floated, thanks mm -hmm. to people like Elizabeth Warren and so on, was that I think it put the, an idea in the back of Kevin McCarthy's head. Yeah. Oh, no, I better, <laughs> I better no, do something. No, it was on the here. table. It was yeah. like, here are your options, A, B, and C. Yeah. You know, and yeah. this one is a hammer. Yeah. Now, we'd rather give you the pillow. But you can take the hammer, you know, like. <laughs> right. Yeah. If you don't play ball, there's always this card up the president's sleeve, and he will play that card. Why? Because he's dark Brandon. And, and it would have been, I mean, it, like, but this is the thing about the debt ceiling. It's, uh, I knew they were going to raise it. I, you know, because it's, yeah. it would be a literal global catastrophe if they yep. did not. Yeah, exactly. So I just, uh, Part of me want like the, the 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 cable news feeding on it though, mm -hmm. and making this drama and getting everybody wound up and full of suspense, like gives it more oxygen. Yeah, I mean I guess not that we're supposed to ignore it, but like this breathless coverage, like oh my god, oh my god, and I'm like you guys, it's uh, they're not going to not raise the debt ceiling. Oh, and by the way, just a a, a bit of uh, late breaking information here on Pride Month, the FBI account just tweeted. The FBI celebrates the positive impacts of our LGBTQ plus teammates <laughs> have wow. made on the Bureau and across the nation during Pride Month and every day. So basically the FBI is saying, yes, we have members of the LGBTQ plus community here working at the FBI. And by the way, F you oh, red hats. Y'all, law enforcement <laughs> lesbians are a whole yeah. thing. Yeah. They really are. Yeah. Like, now the I mean, GOP really wants to defund the FBI. Oh, of course. Yeah. They say here. Uh, uh, what a bunch of hippies are over there, you know. <laughs> like, Thank you for your service to our communities, they wrote here. Your dedication to the mission and the perspectives you bring to the table. So good for you, FBI. That's nice. Infuriating red hats all across the country today. That's what I love. Okay, meantime, ha-ha and F.U. Elon Musk. <laughs> Twitter is worth just 33% of what Elon Musk bought it for, Fidelity says. And I've reached wow. my article limit, which means I can't read the rest of this article. <laughs> so <laughs> That is so real. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's like everyone listening right now, since none of us are rich, you know, we're like, oh, well, huh, paywall. <laughs> yeah, hang on a second. Elon Musk's Twitter is now worth a third of its $44 billion price tag, Fidelity says. Twitter is now worth only $15 billion, nearly a third of the $44 billion that Elon Musk paid for the platform in 2020. By the way, MarketWatch in its tweet said $15 million. And when I saw that come down on Twitter, I was like, oh my God, are you serious? Twitter's only worth $15 million? And then a bunch Wait, of people really? jumped on it. Yeah, no, well, that's it's what, billion. That's what, it's billion, but MarketWatch oh, oh, oh. screwed up the tweet. This reminds me of when Fox bought uh, MySpace from Tom, and then all of a sudden it wasn't worth the $200 million that they paid Tom. <laughs> yeah, oh, and by the way, um, I got an invitation to the new uh, uh, Jack Dorsey website, Blue Sky, the Twitter copycat Blue Sky, and mm. it's, it's okay. I mean, there's not a whole lot of people on it, 
So it's right. there's not a whole People lot going are mad on at there. Jack. People are mad at Jack. Yeah, I, I'm still okay with Spoutable. Spoutable like still Spoutable. doing well. Yeah, uh, you know they need to drop an app for that very soon. But needless to say, Spoutable just as a desktop app is is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Meantime, going back to the story, the asset manager which owns an equity stake in Twitter under X Holdings Corp had previously slashed its valuation by more than 55 percent at the end of last year, about one month after Musk acquired the platform. Musk's purchase was soon followed by the bungled rollout of a subscription service and the banning of journalists, which scared off advertisers and resulted in more than half of them halting spending on the social media company. So big money lost by this nincompoop. Well, actually, in that instance, is well, it's that scene uh, in Princess Bride, uh, where he comes across the man who killed his father. <laughs> and, and it says, uh, you, you, offer me, you offer me fortune, uh, you offer me uh, fame, fame, and I, I say no. <laughs> Sorry. Um. That is my favorite. I love your Elon impression. That's so good. <laughs> well, you know, meantime, the Daily Wire guys are going to war against Elon Musk. I don't know if you're aware right. of this, but yeah, oh, the, God, the Daily Wire I podcasters. Mean, yeah, Matt Walsh and Michael Knowles and Ben Shapiro and he Candace hasn't, Owens. He like, licked their taints with enough ardor. <laughs> like, <laughs> my God, man. You got to warn me because when I stop talking, I take a sip of my coffee and then. All right. (laughs) I'm trying to drown you today. You're killing me today. Elon Musk destroyed by blue check Twitter users over Daily Wire CEOs claim he's censoring their documentary. (sighs) So Matt Walsh. Okay. I'm sure this documentary is a brilliant piece of filmmaking. Matt Walsh released a documentary. Everybody wants to see. I mean, I'm sure that he's just... He's just being an obstacle between them and the millions and millions of average Americans who are dying to see yeah. the Daily Wire documentary. Well, so what's happened is the Daily Wire guys got kicked off of YouTube, and so now they're setting up all of their video uh, podcasts on Twitter. And I guess this is the first big rollout. This is a documentary called, Oh My God, What is a Woman? That's the name of Matt Walsh's documentary. And t- <laughs> we have the big poster. What is a woman? I've never touched one. I know. I have no idea. I'm mean, Matt Walsh. It's like <laughs> the subtitle. The title of the documentary is "What Is a Woman," and the subtitle is "I'm Seriously Asking." <laughs> uh, really? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> what are women? Yeah, yeah. fucking idiot. But wouldn't that be funny if they were like, yeah, we're seriously asking. We don't know. We have no idea. Yeah, Uh, we've never seen one naked. But seriously, this has to do with, uh, this is about trans people, of course. And uh, what's happened here is Twitter agreed to platform this documentary, demonizing trans people, before discovering the controversial moments in the film at which point it promised to prevent even the Daily Wire's followers from seeing the documentary in their feeds because what they're doing a lot of in this documentary is dead naming and referring to people yeah. by their gender assigned at birth rather right. than their transitioned gender. Right. And so Twitter objected to that and is now throttling the reach or allegedly throttling the reach of this documentary. Uh, and so naturally, like because otherwise it was going to be such a runaway blockbuster. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, that, it was just it. It was going to be such a huge hit that both of the people who were going to watch that, yeah, <laughs> are really upset right now. 
So uh, these guys uh, quickly commented on the burgeoning controversy. Matt Walsh said, read this thread. We are streaming What is a Woman free for all on Twitter tonight, despite signing an agreement with us. Twitter now says they will label the film hate speech and suppress it. This behavior by Twitter corporate directly opposes Elon Musk's commitment to free speech, and I sincerely hope he does something about it. That was Ben Shapiro. But the frustration spilled out well beyond the confines of the company in question. Uh, Someone else tweeted here, unlike the Turkey censorship issue, which was forced on Elon Musk by an authoritarian government. Boy, that doesn't say much about Elon Musk, does it? This does seem like a straightforward, willfully chosen violation of new Twitter's stated free speech commitment. (laughs) Uh, I wish that we could find out if anyone of you knows what, like, Ben Shapiro's nickname that he hated in high school was. Can you let us know what that is? Like, oh, really? Do you, like is there ma- one, I mean, or do you know? No, that probably. One? Oh, okay. I mean, there's surely there was one. Okay, though. they All probably right. called him Shrimp or something. <laughs> you know, like or yeah. like Matt. Like, probably hates to be called Maddie. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. But here, Maddie or, yeah. Now, let's see. Uh, Benny Johnson tweeted, I hope this is a glitch. Seems like bad policy hangover from Twitter 1.0. Obviously, Real Daily Wire should be able to publish a documentary on this platform. And for the record, What is a Woman is one of the best documentaries I've ever seen. And that says more about Benny Johnson than the documentary itself. Yeah. Uh, he really is, like, about as welcome as a herpes sore to any discussion. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> That's a like, pretty what accurate. What does Benny Johnson really add to anything? That's a great metaphor. Yeah, <laughs> accurate, very, very accurate. Just like, oh, here it comes. Like, oh yeah, there's Benny Johnson. And speaking of herpes sores, Jenna Ellis tweeted. Uh, <laughs> Bob Louise Seska. I'm sorry. Can I herp you? <laughs> Elon Musk should reverse this and find out why anti-free speech hate policies are still being enforced at Twitter. I love this. I, I love it when they start uh, the circular mm-hmm. firing squad. Mm-hmm. And even Delicious. even uh, but that's what the thing we were talking about this with Target. Like you don't give in to these people. You don't cave to them. Yeah. You don't start catering to them because they are power hungry little simpletons. And it's like when you're waiting tables, that first chink that goes down when they're like, "Could you bring me ketchup with this?" And then it's like, "Run, run, run, run." <laughs> they want to run you out till you're ragged. Yeah. Like yeah. they'll be like, "Now I want this. Now I want this. Now I want this." And it's like you can't negotiate with terrorists. Yeah. Right. Period. <laughs> Well, uh, speaking of people who have weird connections with Russia, I'm referring to Elon Musk in that context, but uh, Tara Reid is apparently (laughs) returning home to Moscow. Yeah. Tara Reid has decided to defect to Russia. Uh, And so she's been meeting with uh, Maria Butina. Of course. Of course she has. Uh, She fled to Russia for her own safety? Right. Yes. And she'll yeah. never get a bad case of window fever. Nothing ever happens. Nothing ever happens with polonium in Russia or anything like that. Biden accuser is a Daily Beast headline. Biden accuser Tara Reid claims she fled to Russia fearing for her life. In a Russian state TV interview alongside accused Kremlin spy Maria Butina, former Biden assistant Tara Reid said she was feeling, quote, at home and, quote, lucky in Moscow. The shocking confession was made. Yeah, whatever. She just went to a dating market where half the women have metal teeth. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, uh, she's just, she's just now verifying everything everyone's been saying about her 
since, or some of us have been saying about her since she first stepped onto the national stage with these allegations. Obviously a chaos agent of some sort. And if there were connections to Russia prior to this defection, wouldn't surprise me at all, would it? I mean, I don't think that would come as a shock to anyone. No. No. She said, I still, I'm still kind of in a daze and, a, uh, and I feel very good. I feel very surrounded by protection and safety. And I really... Yeah, like they're putting in the water for you, honey. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you have uh, a food taster, Tara? I mean... I used to have a whiteboard with all of my cheat sheet names from the Trump-Russia thing on it. And I've... I do feel bad for high school students of the future. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm just imagining you with push pins and yarn, like smoking cigarettes, even though you don't smoke, just because that's what you do at a conspiracy board. That's right. You, know, you look wild-eyed as you pull on your cigarette, and you say, no, it all fits together. It really does. I mean it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. I've got one of those storage spaces, like uh, True Detective. I've got the push pins, go. yeah. Just going nuts with all of the Trump-Russia things, which is still a thing, by the way. I'm just saying... I mean, despite everything that Donald Trump has said and all of his supporters have said and what people in the press have said, yeah, there was a real thing with Trump and Russia. It was really going on. openly criming for crime's sake. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, some good news here at the end of the show. Uh, The Oklahoma Supreme Court ruled that two state laws banning abortion are unconstitutional because they require a medical emergency before a doctor can perform an abortion. Right. The court said the laws violated the Oklahoma Constitution, which provides an inherent right for a woman to terminate a pregnancy to save her own life. The ruling, however, will not restore full abortion access in the state because Oklahoma's 1910 ban on abortion remains in effect, which made intentionally performing an abortion a felony unless necessary to preserve her life. So that's and that, um, that's such a it's so stupid because how do you know if it's going to save this person's life until she's almost dead sepsis right. high yeah. bleeding exactly. to death high I mean for fuck's sake they've sent Why women the home for days while they're miscarrying and losing so much blood that this one woman needed four units of blood and six units of plasma yeah yeah well it also shows here <sighs> through this story that a lot of these states have a gazillion bans on abortion, like 11 billion laws on the books say, no, you can't do this. So you overturn these two, but then this one from, God, 1910, for God's sake? Yeah, for fuck's sake. That's the one that's still in effect? Jesus. And a lot of the original abortion laws were basically to stop people from performing and they weren't doctors. Right, It was right. protecting the medical community, not life in quotes um yeah. it was it was about that it was like no this midwife can't do this this regular person can't do this but a doctor could mm-hmm. and so they're literally going on laws that were st- <laughs> that allowed doctors to perform this but not a midwife oh my god these states fuckity fuck fuckers yep driving it's fucking neanderthals it's uh-huh. just <sighs> all right well the uh, shadow docket's coming up next I'm going to explain. They don't give a fuck about live, actual children, is it? No, no, not like, of course. Of course not. Uh, big Roger Stone story. I mean, if you believe Roger Stone, it's big. Also, uh, mm, yeah. why I don't big. swim in natural bodies of water. We're going to talk about that. It's a Florida story. All right, see you on the uh, Shadow Dog. Take care, folks. Bye-bye. Uh, bye. Bye.